podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, hello, here we go, it's the Copyright Podcast. What is happening everyone, welcome back to the Copyright Podcast, it is Mick and Christian once again to talk about... I don't know if I'd say it was a classic, but it was fucking. I found myself absolutely going crazy at the fucking end. Like, so it was. I suppose it was. It was a shame we didn't win it, but a good performance against Arsenal, two-two. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about it and then try and talk about Leeds as well at the end, um, which I'm sure we can fit in. But Christian, how are you doing, lad? Good. Having a pint. Had a nice. Oh yeah, I'm having a pint. I'm actually in Norwich, <laughs> in the pub where we had the event uh, the other weekend. So. Uh, I'm back here because I had to pick up my daughter tomorrow to take her back for a few days over the weekend and because uh, she's having Easter holidays from school as well. So I, I thought I have a few more days with her. So I had to go here to pick her up uh, because of uh, different circumstances. But yeah, then I thought I'd pop into Cromwell and have a pint uh, while we're having this uh, podcast and this show going. So yeah, I'll stay here tomorrow. And it was nice with an Easter break as well, catching up with... Uh, just hanging out with family and my mum came to visit and then obviously on the Sunday watching the Reds and uh, like you said it, it didn't start well but it turned out to be a to be a great game and that's something we have been waiting for for a long time that kind of feeling that came into the second half so it would be nice to talk about to be honest yeah we've been saying what feels like every game like where's <laughs> where's the where's the fighting spirit where's the where's the energy and like the worst possible Liverpool turned up for that game for the first half an hour like you've We've got the Martinelli goal, which is like just typical. If you counter against Liverpool with speed, it's just yeah. everyone just <clears throat> basically shits themselves and goes, "Oh fuck, what can we do?" Van Dijk tries to clear it. At first, I thought it was an OG, but Martinelli does well, gets a little, gets a little nick on it, and then he <laughs> he provides the assist. Twenty minutes later, for for Jesus, who's basically just on his own, it just lovely, lovely lift the ball by Martinelli. To be fair, like right on his head, but no one marking him. And you're two 0 down at home uh, in a game where you, we expect Liverpool to play better than that, and obviously we did we did do eventually. But I thought we'd start the game like like we did the second half, like on fire. But to go two 0 down um, by goals that I mean, it's easy to say they're preventable. I suppose every goal is preventable in a way, but it was just systematic of and just like typical Liverpool um, performance where it's like they don't know. They don't know what they're doing. They just like they look like they've got no energy or belief. They're passing it around the back and they're passing it to Allison. You you're fearing the worst when it goes to Allison's feet. You're like, oh fucking, I'll just try and pass it to a man. Um, <laughs> got Trent up, dropping into the hole. It didn't seem to be working that much in the in the first half. But um, yeah, it was nice to get that half an hour out the way because it was it was pretty much a load better after that, weren't it? Yeah, you like you said, uh, you expect Liverpool to come out against Arsenal, the Premier League leaders, at home to you know go out and fight. And, you know, obviously have an impact on the title race between them and City. Uh, but it was slow, and it was the feeling of you know that no one really cares, and we are a bit too naive. Like yes, we have had uh, easy games against Arsenal previous seasons. Uh, we have won quite you know big numbers, like four nil kind of numbers as well. Uh, but, you know, this season they have been really good. Uh, doesn't matter who they've been playing. They've been um, a team that they have played 
a great football, scored many goals, and they are a collective with Arteta, you know, as the manager, just showing that he got the qualities as a young manager, uh, getting this group of players together from last season when they were, you know, when, when they talked about him maybe getting the sack and all that. So I thought that we were going to start the game uh, with much more energy than we did. And obviously after eight minutes, it was just obviously unlucky with all the fucking stupid bounces of the ball. It, you know, never goes away, that, you know, this season. And then obviously the goal is just... Just feels like you said a typical Liverpool goal. Um, the season 22-23, uh, and then we let them score a second goal at home. And I felt like it was the first time, even if it'd been shit this season for so many times, it was the first time I actually felt like, oh well, I'm with my family, my mom's here. I'm just gonna turn this shit off on the TV. You know, I just felt like I can do something else instead of spending two hours sitting here when when they are, are when she's there, you know, for a visit, and we can do something else. Um, but I just thought, well. I, I shouldn't do that. I'm just going to keep on watching, support them. And that was good. But, you know, the first, like you said, half an hour was really, really bad. And then something happened, obviously, with the Chaka incident and all that, which we will talk about. And then the whole the whole momentum and energy and everything changed on the pitch and in the stadium. And that's what we need. Yeah, and it's, it's funny, like, because it happened last time with Arteta having the little bust up and it was like... It energizes the crowd, and it's like the guy Neville and Carragher were saying in like commentary, like it's the worst thing you can do. But it's like it's annoying that it takes that. Like I'd love Liverpool to turn up, and we mentioned on the last show, like winning like fair play awards, and like that's fine when you win and stuff. But when you backs against the wall, you're not performing. No one's in good form. Everyone's panicking. No one's um, confident on the ball. You want you want someone to like put a few tackles in, make something happen, like you said. That's why Bacetic came in and done so well because he was actually looking like he gave a fuck <laughs> rather than the rest of them. Um, so it was ni- it was nice to finally see that. I mean, done like forty one minutes where I don't know what's going through Shaka's head. I think Canate like just fucking knocks him over like dead easy. But as as Canate can do because he's a beast, and we'll get into his performance in a minute because it was amazing. Uh, but then Shaka then legs it at Trent's and. Leaves a little elbow in the in the rib, and then Trent fires back, and it was it was nice to see because that kind of energised Trent and energised everyone. It was like, well, we, we keep ha- having these things happen, not at home, away from home usually, where you go go a goal down, and everyone's head just is like, well, fuck it, we we haven't got the mentality or the confidence or the ability in the at the minute to change this, but that sparked a change um, in the game, and we. And we scored a, a minute later. Like it, it couldn't have had a better impact on on the game for us, could it? Yeah, I thought that was great when it happened. You know, you want that fire to keep on going uh, through the the whole team at that moment of time as well. So when that happened, you know, Shaka does that. In his, that's his game. That's the way he plays football. Uh, but you know, to do it at Anfield, to not you know, to not make it keep quiet, and when Trent coming up, being fired up, it, it you know, kind of spread to the other players, and it spread to the stands. And like you said, Mick, that's something that we need from the start in the games. Like we need to get that fire back from the start. As soon as the whistle goes, you know, for the kickoff, we need to get the fire both from the crowd and the and the players. But um, obviously, that helped us because it probably turned them a bit nervous because of what happened with the energy in the stadium because I, I can tell through the TV to be honest I can just tell by the noise by the way that the players behave the the body language everything just changed and I I don't understand why we can't get that from the start that's the thing if we have that from the start of the majority of the games we play we we, we probably come out the um 
many games like eight out of ten winning them that's the thing uh but you know uh to see to see trent get fired up and to get to see everyone just you know getting tackles in and you know being angry and we are talking about that as well just showing the you know being showing on the pitch they they get not angry with each other but showing a bit of anger by this season has not been what we have expected and actually show show that they can fight for a shirt for a, for a bit as well not just uh, running around looking sloppy so Hopefully this will keep on, you know, going now with uh, what happened to Trent and actually understand that everyone raised their levels when this happens. And then, like you said, uh, a little great um, backhill flip from Curtis Jones and then also yeah. um, that little play in, inside to Henderson and go get to Salah. It's a little bit luck, but, you know, you need the margins as well and, and yeah. we score and that's pr- perfectly in that moment as well. Yeah, like you said, the luck. We haven't had that much luck. We, when we tend to get some luck, we tend to then follow it up with like five pieces of bad luck. Like I always think of the Leicester game where we got two OGs and then we just every game after that we had we had bad luck going forward because it's like two steps forward and five steps back when you in terms of that. So it was it was nice, but it was like you said, it's a good bit of play by Cursus Jones. Like he's on the he's on that left winger role really in that position, and he and he kind of holds it up and. Plays a little nice little ball with outside outside of his like right foot um, as little back heel to Robbo and it's yeah, it's a nice little goal. You get a bit of luck, but you need that in in those areas. And to get the goal straight, pretty much straight after the the yellow, going into the half time now and like it, we probably weren't going to get another one in that moment because what Arsenal kept doing is whenever we had a chance or whatever, these someone has had a um, little injury and they just sat on the floor for two or three minutes just to kind of. And that's obviously a tactic from Arteta's. Like, when they get a chance, yeah, just make sure someone gets on the deck. Let let simmer out, and then we'll start again in a minute or two when everyone's calmed down. Because that's the that's. I mean, it, it's a tactic that it can work, but I mean, obviously, it didn't work in this game because we probably should have won it. But it was nice to get the goal. Nice to get one just before the half. Um, and we're saying, we're talking about like fighting spirit and stuff, and you expect it from players, but you don't really expect it from. Um, um, wrestling champion uh, linesman, do you really? That's I think that was absolutely. <laughs> I, I still can't believe it now. Like, cause the, like it took a couple of days. For, like the you just knew the refs were gonna get their um, get, get the little heads together and be like, oh, what can we say? What can we what can we use as like um, a reason why you did it? And it's like a couple of them have came out saying, oh, Robertson initiated contact. I was like, what did what what did he do? He touched he touched his arm because he wanted them. He wanted to get his attention to ask why. About some of the decisions and the referee what decides the instead so of just maybe moving his arm away, which he could have done, could have just moved it away quickly and not yeah, yeah. he decides <laughs> to um go for the people's elbow and and, and elbow him right in the in the face. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's it's crazy, isn't it? I, I still can't get my head around it. No, I didn't see it when it happened live because I, I think it probably went out to the kitchen to get another bevy in for for, <laughs> for the second half or even for half time. To be honest, I, I downed one during half time. <laughs> but yeah, when I saw the replay and obviously you you look uh, you know you you look at Twitter in half time as well just to see what happens. You know, people talk about the game so far, and then you saw all the clips of that happening, and I was like, "What is he doing?" And you know. You can make you can make it bigger than it is, but at the same time, I'm happy that you know Robertson could have easily just went gone down to to actually you know overplay the whole situation, be one of them like Jesus, you know, always on the fucking ground oh, um, and stuff like that. But he just stood his ground, and obviously asked why, and then obviously he got the yellow card instead, and that's that's so annoying because when the the referees uh, you know will look back on this situation. 
to be fair, to take that yellow card back, uh, even if it doesn't really mean anything in the long term, you know, would be nice. And then some kind of apology to the club and to Robertson. And, and then I don't need anything more. Like, n- nothing bad came out of it. They might just you know, take their referee off from a game or two. Uh, yeah. Apology to Robertson and to the club that, you know, it shouldn't happen and, you know, that was a mistake. And get the yellow um, yellow card taken back. And I'm fine. I'm happy with that if that's something like that happens. But if nothing happens, you know, I, you know, I, I, I don't generally like referees in England, to be fair. Uh, because I think they're really, really bad, and they got the VAR to help them out. But you know, it, it, it's 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 chaos, and this season's been really chaotic with referees coming out. You know, after well, not the referees, but the, obviously the what do you call them, like the organization for the referees, um, yeah. coming out saying after, it's like, oh, we apologize for not giving you a penalty that could have given you three points in this game. Now, when you're chasing the Champions, like for Brighton against Brighton, Spurs, Brighton, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it doesn't it doesn't mean a shit. Like we still lost the point. We don't give a fuck about your apology here. We we want the points yeah. to actually try to reach Champions League for the first time in the fucking history of our club. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So there need there needs to be a change in that. Like use the system better, or actually I don't know how they're gonna change it, but they, they need to step up a bit. Like that's the thing. But yeah, it was um it was a weird situation with Robertson. But I'm glad that it didn't turn out to be anything more than it was. Yeah, I don't think like I think there's been a lot of stuff on like Twitter <laughs> of course about it I think if the game hadn't been so like mad and crazy it would have been obviously talked about more because there would have been less footy but more focus on that so it's kind of been masked over a little bit but like it can't go like you said if, if he misses a few games Robbo's car gets rescinded whatever else we can crack on with things but like you can't <laughs> you can't be doing that you've got Roy Keane in the um, Saint calling him like a call him a, a baby and it's like Roy, have you got any idea of the stuff that you used to do when you were playing football? <laughs> exactly. like, you, have got, can't, you haven't got a leg to stand on, lad. Fucking like, hell, you haven't got a leg to stand on. But uh, yeah, stuff stuff needs to change. But like, there's there's loads of stuff that needs to like I've just talking about like refs and gamesmanship and stuff. And you mentioned before like people diving and like there's a moment where Canate kicks it and uh, Martinelli because the ball's gone and Canate's won a fair. He just falls over and it's he's pretending he's got a head injury and it's like that can't be a lot that can't happen like that needs obviously they can't book or um give them red cards in the moment because that's like you'd stop the game every fucking every five minutes but like retrospective yeah. action has to happen for that because like they've, they've realized that there's a there's a little loophole because if you go down holding your head the game stops and they kept trying to stop the game so it's like well let's go exactly. down holding your head take up two more minutes let the crowd simmer down we'll crack on again it's like yep. that it can't happen, and especially when we're talking about Liverpool, always trying to be fair, always trying to play by the rules, and then you've got other teams trying every trick in the book to try and beat you. You don't yeah. want Liverpool to fight fire with fire and do it as well, because I'd hate that. I'd hate for, to start seeing Mo Salah or whoever else going down with fake injuries. You don't want that. You want everyone to be on the same level playing field, but stuff yeah. like that needs to have yeah retrospective action, like... If you do it and and you, it's been checked and it wasn't a foul, you faked. Um, then you need to. I don't. I don't know how they how they do it with it. Whether it just goes well. If you do that and you found guilty, you get a one game ban. I don't know. I don't know if that. It probably it'll probably never happen. But I feel like there's so many layers and like VAR and refs interpretations and whatever else. There's so much wrong. Yeah. With, I know. with with loads of stuff, isn't he? Which is which is is difficult when you Liverpool are trying to like I said play by 
play by the book and no one else is, it seems like. Yeah, no, you know, I don't know if this, uh, if when it comes to all this, you know, cheating, you know, falling down, have a, you know, holding your head, making it uh, look like you had a head injury. They they need to look at that to be able to maybe do something afterwards to give a penalty or you know, uh, some kind of uh, action needs to be taken against it because they can't maybe do it anything in that moment, like you said, because they need to check. But if they can check it afterwards and be like, well, that's you know, hundred um, percent just someone cheating, you're just, uh, making it, making a show a show out of it and trying to you know make us look stupid in one way to to hold his head, but nothing happens. But also there's might be one thing that I think it's like in ice hockey in Sweden. I'm not sure, but they they have like a rule where only the captain of the club can actually speak to the referee. Uh, which could be something actually, because they don't get the situation then when all the when all the players can actually surround them and be and understand why the players are angry in certain moments where you know there's a very weird decision taken uh, or whatever and they get upset. But at the same time, they could be like having this rule where you know the the captain is actually the only one who can speak to the referee at that moment, or even have the chance to speak to the referee with the other captain for the other club, you know, in half time, whatever. Just like uh, well, a few minutes of, uh, you know. Uh, um, giving like an instruction of how the game is going and why and stuff like that, and then that's it. And that could be something as well to not have them, those moments where people just surround them. I don't know, could yeah. be something. But well, I think that is like that is what they try to do. But I think um, it doesn't. It only works in certain scenarios. Like if it happens sometimes, doesn't it? Where if like there's a bad foul and someone's on a yellow, they'll pull the captain over and go right, last warning for him. If he if he does one more, he's off. And that works and whatever. But the ref sometimes only give the right decision if you crowd them. And obviously now they're giving like um charges out if you crowd the referee. Obviously we've we had one recently as well. I'm sure a lot of other clubs have had them as well. But it seems to be the only way to get to get what's fair for um some of the decisions, which is is very disappointing. Uh, but we could talk about that all day and I don't wanna <laughs> don't wanna talk about fucking shitty refs and whatever the the whole game for the whole pod. Um but yeah, like we mentioned, first half, got the goal just before half time. Robbo got elbowed right in the chops, um, but he came back out. He got a yellow. Hopefully that'll get sorted. Um, but second half, it was it was more of the same. Like Liverpool just seemed to have just a, I don't know, we seemed to have a little bit more energy and swagger and something that we've been missing for for a while. Obviously, we've had it in certain games this season at home, um, but it's never been there for it's usually like 10 minutes and then like if we haven't got a goal it's like oh well we've, we've we tried lads we tried everyone we're, we, we're not gonna score but we seem to keep maintaining it. obviously Arsenal still had chances but we get the um we get the penalty on 54 minutes so only nine minutes after the restart and yeah. you're thinking Mo Salah um I mean you had a little WhatsApp discussion about about this yeah. I, I, I agree I agree with you like what uh, with Mo Salah's technique Shall we say, in terms of his run up, I don't like left footed pen, left footed pen because I never have. I don't know, I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so there's a load of things, but I just feel like I'm like if it's if he's missed one in the last game, and Milner was on the pitch, but Mo's the penalty taker. I understand, but he's missed one, and then he's yeah. then he's up for the next one. It's two one in a game where if we score that, we've got thirty odd thirty five minutes to. To get another, we have we have loads of time to maybe get another goal, um, and then you're like, he misses it, and you're like, oh my god! But then it's like you can't. I don't know if you can take it off him for for that one. I think now, like Klopp said after the game, yeah, he, he, there's going to be a discussion now because he's missed two, and it's like, well, 
the third one we can't have you missing three in a row. I think the I think the sort of like a stat like the the last time we missed two in a row was like Michael Owen and like obviously at two thousand. So it's been it's been a long a long long time for Liverpool to do that. But generally, yeah. Mo Salah's penalty ratio is up there. Like there's not many yeah, better yeah. than them in terms of, of scoring. I think like Ivan Tony, of course, and um, a couple of others have, uh, is better. But in that moment. Salah, he's obviously scored Champions League final pens and whatever else. He scored loads of pens for us at crucial moments. That one, I thought, in hindsight, obviously it's easy to say, but I did feel like it was a bit risky to let him to let him have it. And obviously, then it, if he scores it, we're like, oh yeah, he didn't even have to be worried. But it's yeah, there's a there's a there's a decision to be made now because obviously we still got a point out of the game. But I feel like we could we maybe could have got more if that if that pen goes in. Yeah, and you know, the, the discussion you and me had was more like I, I understand why he obviously takes them. He's the first penalty taker. He has scored loads for us, but I have, to be honest, never been feeling secure when he steps up. Not even in the Champions League final, even if he scored the pen and it got us in the end, you know, to win the Champions League uh, trophy with the uh, um, Origi scoring the, the second one. Like, you know, I, I'm. I know that he's got loads, but it's just the way he hits the ball sometimes. It, do, it doesn't feel safe. And some some of his penalties, to be honest, even if they go into the net, they've been shit. But obviously the goalkeeper goes the wrong way and he puts them in, in the in, in the different direction. But if the goalkeeper goes the right way, he takes them because I don't think his strike of the ball is that good. He he used to have a great strike, you know, sometimes when he has scored, you know, great goals for us from distance. But I never I never thought of him as a good penalty taker, even though he's uh, the stats are talking, you know, talk for themselves. So I understand why he steps up. But after the first miss, I felt now when he stepped up, I felt straight away like I don't like this because he missed the last one against Bournemouth. Now stepping up when we uh, two one down, and I just had a feeling of him was gonna miss. And it was a shit penalty. He doesn't even hit the target, and it goes really slow on, you know, to the left hand side. And I feel like from 11 meters, you should be able to, you know, uh, at least hit the target, and you should make the goalkeeper work. And I'd rather have someone just going up there and fucking blast it into the to the to the net like Shearer did, or you know, even Milner, like even if puts him in the corner, someone with that kind of, you know, I wouldn't say anger, but he's being very. You know they they know what they're gonna do. Yeah. They just you know know technique, me- isn't it? Like technique, like- and th- they have decided what to do. Like there's yeah, no yeah. there's no change in my mind. I thought I think he's changed his mind in the end, and that's why he misses. But now when he misses two, I think like you said, now maybe next time, depending on who's in the pitch, but maybe Darwin Nunez can take one if he's on the pitch because he's good with penalties. If Milner's on the pitch, but you know he he should be the first one. But I understand why he took this one, but I just had the feeling, and it's just it's just you know he. Kind of, I wouldn't say lost us points, but it's just these penalties where we need to really score if we want to even, you know, even consider to be, you know, putting pressure on the teams above us. But at the end of the day, it's easy to say after. If he would have scored, everyone would have been happy. But it, it would have, it would have given us a moment where we had more time to actually go and win the game. That's also a thing. If he, if he would have scored to two-two there. I think that we go and actually turn around and maybe win 3-2, 4-2, to be honest. That, because that would have given us even more fuel on the fire and they wouldn't have had standard chance because I thought we were all over them anyway. Yeah, definitely. Like we, When you talk about like half an hour left and Liverpool were pressing very high. They were Trent was dropping into midfield. You had basically Van Dijk as a Van Dijk left back and Canate right back. You have Fabinho in the middle of them. It was basically like a back three, basically. Um, and then the rest pressing up, pressing up as high as they could. Um, 
But yeah, it, it takes it takes until the eighty seventh minute where Liverpool gets the equaliser. Obviously, Bobby comes onto the onto the field, um, and it's always nice to see Bobby come on. Obviously, Thiago came on as well, and Darwin Nunes um, just before him. But I thought Bobby had a he was really involved. He was getting stuck in. He was try, he was trying things. There was a couple of times where he held onto the ball a little bit too long, but he knows where the goal is, especially against Arsenal. Like I think that's his eleventh goal in seventeen yeah. appearances for them in all competitions, which is, I mean, we're talking about Jota being like Arsenal kryptonite. Uh, Roberto yeah. Firmino is as well. He loves a goal against them, but the play, the play, like the build up in, into the goal was. Seeing Trent in that like very far right position, um, the Megs on Zinchenko was just like couldn't have been any more perfect as a Meg because his legs were open, pe- the perfect width for the ball to go through. And yeah. then you know when Trent's in that position, like he, he is like a killer in those positions because he knows exactly where to pop that ball, like a little chip over the keeper. And Firmino gets the goal. He didn't celebrate as wildly as I would have liked them to. I would have liked to see a proper Bobby going absolutely crazy. doing about twelve kung fu kicks and that. But um, yeah, I nice think his mind is just just to get the ball back and try to win. Yeah, it, you know? nice and reserved. And then yeah, obviously because we still had another couple of ch- couple of chances, but it was nice to get the goal. And that was, I mean, I think I probably celebrated that goal as much as any for a while yeah. because it was like yeah. I was that after the pen miss. I was getting like more and more tense with Liverpool having chances and not scoring. Obviously, Ramsdale making some amazing saves against Salad as well, like absolutely unbelievable. But to get the goal was just like a, a release of emotion, and you knew Liverpool got five minutes to get a to get a goal, um, and that was kind of it, it, it was nice to see, especially for Bobby to get it as well. Yeah, you know, like you said, uh, Firmino coming on. Um... We know that he's going to leave. Yes, a little bit older. He's, he's not. He's not the same Bobby that we've seen, you know, in previous seasons. Even though we have scored quite many goals this season, he, he started it well when we, you know, needed him. Uh, but you can tell straight away there's something more creative uh, on the pitch when he plays. He's he's someone who makes something else happens in the space where he plays. He's really good with, like you said, keeping the ball, get his head up and find little passes that, you know, make the opposition move and then, you know, create space in that uh, way as well. So he, he's really good in that, you know, uh, position where he comes in and play and something happens, you know, and I'm happy for him that he scored. I obviously think that he didn't uh, celebrate as hard because he was waiting for, you know, getting the ball and go and try to win it. Um, but at the same time, uh, when we saw uh, Bobby coming uh, coming on, we had Darwin as well, you know, with his speed, and he tried to do quite a lot of things. Um, and I liked that as well. He had his chance uh, to score as well. But, you know, that's yeah. the thing. You, he, he didn't really get it. But, you know, it happens, and we it showed that we are there. And a little bit with more margin, despite missing the penalty, we could have easily won this game. And that's from being 2-0 down, to be honest. Like, if we can keep that and get that fire going from the starting games and keep this level we win many games and that's what i want to see now from now on till the end of the season i want to see us go out with that fire and i want us to see us playing that way and actually go a little bit bold like we don't have anything to lose just go and fucking you know smash smash the opposition down with the the creative offensive and and be a little bit more i wouldn't say naive because we know that our defensive line has been quite bad uh, <laughs> for a for a long time but as soon as everyone gets a little bit angry and steps up, like in midfield and everything, and it's more runs, more tackles, more passion, we can tell straight away the opposition gets a little bit frightened. And Arsenal didn't really scare us that much in the second half. So, um, yeah, we could have we could have actually 
uh, got away with the three points there. But, you know, I was really happy even if it was 2-2 when we got one point. But I, I saw something different that we haven't seen for a while. Uh, even if we beat, you know, Man United 7-0 and Bournemouth 9-0 and we've seen great results this season as well, it's been too much up and down. So I was just happy to see this and I hope we can build on it now going forward to the end of the season. Yeah, it's the it's the um, away games you worry about. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, um, <laughs> it's, before we get onto the the, the the beast that is Canate, there's an, there's another chance to to basically it's the chance to win the game. Really, we talked about the Dam Nunes chance, which was he should he should have done better with, but he's got into the yep. space, he's made it happen. There's the Salah chance where amazing save by Ramsdale, and there's the, then there's this save by Ramsdale where. Uh, I think it's Darwin Nunes heads it back across, and it comes to Canate, and because he's so tall, he's like, "Was well, he six foot four? It kind of comes into an area where it's like, <laughs> do you dive and header it? Do you go with like a knee? Do you try and like I don't know, shoulder it in like Balotelli style? But he kind of just does like a chest, but he's kind of not. You can't put any, <laughs> you can't put any power yeah. on it. So he's kind of like he makes it. Um, I mean, it's still a good save by Ramsdale in that, but in that position, you could see his face after it. He was absolutely gutted. And then Arsenal go down the other end pretty much straight away. And yeah. it's a bad ball by Martinelli. If Martinelli plays that ball into the space, into the path, like you'd expect a player of his quality to do so, then yeah, Arsenal yeah. score. And it would have been absolutely, I mean, that would have absolutely killed me killed me off. That would have, that yeah, would have I, I, did, I, did, I didn't watch. I was like, you know, straight away, just closing my eyes. I don't want to watch this. But yeah, uh, then but I Allison didn't hear well. anything. Alison reads it. Alison reads yeah. it and, and, and saves us. But Canate, I mean, as good as he was, that moment was just like, oh, God. I just wish he would have just diving into it. Like old school, like you, you mentioned Shearer before. Just go proper Les Ferdinand, uh, Alan Shearer. Just dive and edit it, and yeah. you get us yeah. the winner. It was, yeah, yeah. it was, it was, it was a marvel moment. Yeah, if he would have scored, then we could have just like I've heard, you know, I've heard today when I listened to podcast about, you know, I think it was John Gibbons at the Ampere Rap said something. I think uh, Neil said something in the in the podcast about I don't give you know a shit about who's the man of the match. I'm just going to give the Ballon d'Or to Canate straight away off this performance. <laughs> um, but I think if he would have scored, that yes, he could have had the fucking Ballon d'Or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he was he was he was uh, he was amazing for the whole game. Obviously, the first twenty minutes for everyone or thirty minutes for everyone was not good, but he was he was great. And I saw you put a tweet up, Nick, as well about him. You know, only being like twenty four uh, or whatever, but you know, still already at this level. And we can't wait to see you know what kind of centre back he will uh, develop into. You know, playing like uh, alongside Virgil van Dijk, who hasn't has had his best season, but still, you know, to train with him every day and to learn from him and uh, to have that level and play for the French national team at 24 you know it, we we can just hopefully uh, expect that we will have a world class centre back you know at Liverpool for a long long time and if he continue like this you know and can, can stay injury free for the rest of the season hopefully uh, you know he, he's one of the best in the league no doubt about that so yeah uh, that was really really good to see but it would have been lovely if he could have put that ball into the net <laughs> oh, yeah. mate. it would have been one of those like just like one of the best moments like especially because the way the game went like they're slowing ta- slowing the, it'll start as much as they can you miss you miss a penalty you get one and you get one in 87 to then get one in 90 that is like yeah dream scenario um obviously we don't want to i mean i was gonna say we don't really want to help city win the title but I'm, I'm not that bothered about that I was more bothered about like liverpool like showing up and, and putting it in a performance against a team yeah. who've 
absolutely smashed it. But like you said, Canate was the tackles he would put the tackle on Shaka, he threw in a couple more, and it's like I've yeah, said before, like if you have a if you have a, you have a team of um team of Canates, you'd be sound, you know. I mean you might not score that many. <laughs> you might not score that many. But um he's just yeah, for twenty three years old, we've got him for thirty six million. I think the only thing that I worried about is his is his injuries because he he does tend yeah. to pick up a few, but if, I mean, but if that, he st- if he stays fit, we've got a he's our fit. I mean, he's our first choice now. But if you yeah. think in two two to three years, like he can be, he can be one of the best in the world and go on to play for us for seven or eight years, easy. Yeah, and like you said as well, the tackle he the tackles he put in, uh, especially during this game. You know that that's the spirit. I, I I don't I don't want anyone to try to injure another player, but. You know, to go in hundred percent with a big, you know, a fucking yeah. big heart into the exactly. the, the tackles and the, into the uh, what do you call it, like the clashes, and actually just try to win the ball, even if you fucking hit the player afterwards, just take him out. I'm, I'm, ha- you know, I'm happy with that. Fair enough. Uh, you don't want anyone to be injured, but you want your player to just go in. I'm gonna get this fucking ball. I'm gonna take you out on the way doing it, and that's <laughs> what it did. But that's the way. That's how. That's how players get fired up. That's what get the audience fired up. The crowd goes mad, and that's what helps you to being a force to go forward as well. Because you you will get adrenaline kicks from it, no doubt about it. Because I get a fucking adrenaline kick from talking about it now. So that's <laughs> so that, that's, so that's that the thing. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe yeah maybe. But that's that's the thing. Like you, you, I can I can I can feel this now when I'm thinking of how he how he tackles Jack and you know he just goes in and even there's another challenge. I, I can't remember who, but. But it's just like you, you even celebrate the attack. It's like, get in. And you get like, whoa, come on. And yeah, that's yeah. what you need from players because that was spread, like I said in the start, that was spread to the other to the other players and that was spread to the stands and that will help everyone. You know, so uh, can we just keep on, you know, fucking tackling the shit out of the opposition players? I'll, I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's, there's another moment where he's like, because um, he's basically playing right back and Martinelli is like, obviously had a lot of joy against Trent and has a lot of joy against them quite often because he's so quick and, and agile and good. And then Canate is like, go on, mate, try and knock it past me. And he just basically puts his arm out and goes, nah, no, not today, mate. Knocks <laughs> him over, gets the ball back. Yeah. And that's what that's why he, that's why he is the perfect right centre-back for Liverpool because he can cover those those spaces. Obviously, we, we need some midfielders to make us back to what we, we want to be um, in terms of challenging yeah. for stuff. <clears throat> But in terms of a centre back, he couldn't be he couldn't be more perfect for us. Obviously, like I said, Van Dijk's not been anywhere near the level of of what we expect. But Canate stepped up to the plate and, and shown the rest of the lads how to do it, how to get stuck in. Like I said, in a fair in a fair way, not going too crazy, but winning the ball, taking a man out, getting the crowd up. It just adds to the like you said to the atmosphere and to the inside Anfield and stuff. Yeah, you let the you know you let the opposition team and players know that you know you you set the you you, you know you set the level right there. You're not coming here to get anything. Obviously, they were leading like two 0 but that's because we are too kind, too sloppy, too slow. If we actually you know get fired up and get a bit angry and put up that levels and you know show them straight away with tackles and saying you know you want if if you want to try to come here and get something, you it will hurt. That's the thing, and that and that's something that you know goes for. Whatever level you are playing at, I I remember when I was young and my, you know my dad was the manager for our like young young team that we played where I'm from, 
he always said to us in this, you know, and he was no professional manager or anything like having any, you know, education. He was just playing football himself. You know, he takes that on because it's just a boys, you know, boys team. But he always said, if you go out there in the, in the first first situation that you get the chance to get a tackle in, you know, fairly, obviously try to win the ball, but actually put in a tackle that you win the ball and, you know, you, you get one of them players down, hurt a little bit, you will already there have like a advantage because they get like a little bit scared straight away like fucking hell obviously <laughs> professionals are on, on a different level because they know they're in the professional game what happens but i think if you go in there and actually get them and get them hard every time you already have like a few percentage advantage because they want they no one wants to get to be you know get tackled badly or you know it, that it hurts even without trying to injure someone but you know i always remember that the first uh, chance you get just give them a fucking hard tackle win the ball but give him hard tackle because they will be a little bit you know having respect for you and all that kind of stuff and i think that whatever level you play is that that's something that if you if you do that like like i said your teammates will be like come on and they will get fired up and all that so it, it gives you yeah. an advantage whatever you know whatever level i think and, that, and that's why Bacetic, as we mentioned before, like has, has done so well because he's a guy that loves a tackle and he he, he loves yeah. that stuff. So I mean, if Canate wants to keep doing that for the rest of the season and Liverpool start winning games for the rest then, of his life, then sound <laughs> sound lad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, unfortunately, it finished two two, and it, I didn't really know how to feel after it because I felt like. There was so much ups and downs. Robbo, his jaw was still aching. There's there was so much going on, and you're just like, what? I don't know how to feel. Do I feel happy with the point because Arsenal are so good and we're we're not at the minute? Or, but I felt like I felt like it was it was too dropped. And I'm sure Arsenal fans. I mean, I'm sure some of them feel like a bit relieved that Liverpool didn't manage to because yeah. the chances we had get get it. But um, it was a point. Uh, Liverpool haven't. Haven't been good this season. If you look at the um, the table, it's not it's not good reading really because we're we're now twelve points off um, fourth with with nine games left. So yeah, it, it's going to be difficult. But we 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 look ahead to to Leeds, which is on Monday, uh, not Sunday like I thought it was. Uh, it's on it's on Monday night. But there, I mean, just sticking with the table, they're going to be fighting for their lives because they're currently sixteenth. Um, only two points ahead of Everton, um, and ordinarily, yeah. if Leeds are playing anyone else, I'd want Leeds to win five nil just to get more points ahead of Everton. But, um, they're going to be fighting for the lives, but they've not. I mean, their form is very indifferent. Like they've like they got beat five one by by Roy Hodgson's Crystal Palace last game, yeah. which is like absolutely. Yeah, Roy Hodgson, he's a fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> Roy's army beat Leeds 5-1 but will probably turn up and um, Leeds will turn back into just absolutely invincibles again yeah. obviously the beaters yeah. at Anfield as well in the season I was at that one that was like payback time now what's that payback time now yeah payback time indeed yeah. yeah but I mean like I mention every time like our home form is very good but away form is um, we're like 13th in the league it's always difficult, like when Liverpool have put in performances, and you're like, right, this can be a catalyst. Surely, this is the catalyst for not, oh, yeah. not, 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 <laughs> not amazing stuff. Not like fucking winning, w- winning every game, but like just like t- to maybe settle the level. Like not like exactly. up here and then down here. Like just just go up a little bit and stay there, and then maybe it'd be a little bit better. But don't drop from that level. That's what yeah. we want, and that's what we hope going into. Into Leeds, obviously twelve points off fourth, but 
I mean, it's it's a distant it's a distant thing. Not now. We just need to, and hopefully in a way that might take some just like the pressure off. It's like, well, we're so far away. Let's just keep plugging away. I'm sure that's what Klopp will be telling the players. Like we're, it's yeah. it, it's gone. But if we keep winning games, weirder stuff have happened in footy. So you just keep going and and see what happens. But away form at Leeds, it's um. <laughs> I don't know how I'll feel about it. I don't know if I'm looking forward to it or I'm just going to close my eyes the whole game and just pray that Canate yeah. turns up early doors and snaps someone. <laughs> yeah, but I think, you know, whatever happens at the end of the season, I think, you know, just to keep winning games, even if that means we're still missing out on the Champions League, which I think we will, uh, which is sad, but even if we keep on winning games and end the season the best way we can, it's something to take into the summer, into the break and, you know, use uh, going uh, again next season because it's better to just finish off in a good way than than not <laughs> to be honest so i just want to if, if i could take the moment when we start to get fired up against arsenal you know when the crowd was just you know roaring and everything was good at arsenal and just bottle that feeling and take that to Allen road <laughs> to leeds and just release it on the pitch i will take that straight away <laughs> That's what I want. Like, if, yeah, this feeling now, lads, where we have here, where you all feel like you are fucking invincible and you can just go on and win against any team in the world, and you are on the, you know, you are creating chances, you're playing quick football like we used to. Take that feeling now and bring that, freeze it down and bring that to Leeds on Monday and just, you know, fucking defroster. Exactly, <laughs> and, and that's what I want. That's yeah, that's what I want. But I'm, I'm like you said, I'm, I'm a little bit scared it won't happen because we've seen it so many times this season that we've been like, oh, now we're on the way, right way. We won seven 0 against Man United. Come on, take this feeling, go to Bournemouth, then fucking lose one nil. You know, th- th- that's the thing. Like, I so now, now we can't, we, we can't sit here. And I, I do always believe and I do always support, but I'll be like. I need to see the start, you know, the first couple of minutes at the game to know where we're at. Like, you can tell straight away, ah, oh, it's one of them. Or it's like, come on, there's one of them. And we, at, at, at this season, we, we don't know. Like, last couple of seasons, we know that we, we're going somewhere. We know that we're going to keep a level. That We know that we're probably going to win this game or, you know, at least get a point if it's a way to, you know, the bigger teams. But this season, it's fucking up and down all the time. So you don't know. It's just it's just the way it is. So, like you yeah. said, I, I'm not I'm looking forward to it, but at the same time, I'm dreading it. Like always, this season. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's entertaining, if not anything, if not anything else. But it's fucking infuriating when you just want Liverpool to be half decent. But uh, let's quickly just before we go, let's just talk about like team because obviously we don't know if there's any injuries off the off the back of the last game, but. Uh, like we said, Thiago came back and came on for Jones. I thought I thought Jones was okay. There's a lot of there's a lot of pressure on Curtis Jones to whenever yeah, he plays. There's people people like people oh, been moaning he... loads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what's, what's going on? Like, why am I playing him? It's like, well, if he doesn't play and he's on the bench, you're like, well, like, oh, let's send him out alone. But if he plays <laughs> and he does okay, like, he's not gonna it's not gonna get any better if he doesn't play. Do you know what I mean? Like, I understand people saying like send him out alone. And I've not agreed with that in the past, and I probably do agree with it now. Like maybe just send him out on loan if if that's going to be best for us, and he can stay injury free, then maybe it's an option. But I thought he's done yeah. okay. But Thiago coming back in is obviously great um, because he can get the ball down, he can make stuff happen. Uh, we saw Darwin Nunes come on for Jota. We saw Firmino come on for Fabinho. Um, yeah. But what what do you reckon? We'll, what do you reckon we'll do on on Monday in terms of changes? Do you, or do you, reckon, do you reckon Nunes and Nunes in for Nunes in for Jota and Thiago yeah. in for Jones. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I hope obviously Nunes didn't play from the start because they talk about you know him being sick or having you know minor issues that you know uh, resulted in him not playing from the start. So I think you know if we take Jota to the bench because. Even if I love Jota, he has been struggling since he came back from the injury, which is not, which is not, you know, a weird thing. That he's been out for a long time. He needs to get, you know, match fit and play games. So it takes time for, you know, so, for some players to come back and yeah. actually hit some kind of form. So still, no pressure. He, he still, yeah, he still, still won as a penalty, which I mean, oh, yeah, should have, of course should have been an but, assist. But I understand, like he's been, he's been yeah, out for so, a while. Yeah, so I'd rather just, you know, to put the pre- take the pressure off him, put him on the bench, get Darwin in, um, and uh, yeah, I want Thiago to play because. Obviously, we know he's so injury prone and all that, but as soon as he's on the pitch, you know, it's a different level of of, of skills from the midfield. Yeah. Uh, some people, you know, argue about him coming in and maybe slowing the, the, the our game down a bit, but it's just the way he finds some passes. Sometimes he finds, you know, spaces and, and passes it, you know, one, 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 two touches quickly. It creates stuff for us. It gives us space. It gives us time. And that's what you need. It, it goes, he might slow it down a bit of, you know, making, you know, uh, directed the game, but as soon as he finds the right pass or the right space to put the ball into, it's dangerous. So, yes, if we can play him, Hando and Fabinho, I, I, I'll be happy. And then obviously Darwin Nunes, like I said, coming in for Jota. Then uh, all others, I just see them, you know, pl- keep on playing. Um, that's the, like the best team we can put on the pitch at the moment. Uh, Luis Diaz might be back to in this game, uh, but I, yeah. I, I wouldn't risk him from the start. Obviously, if he can, if we can go and go and get a result for, you know, after. We, we have a result of the 60, 70 minutes, you know, say, say, and hopefully we'll lead 2 0 or whatever. Then, you know, yeah, let him have a, you know, 10 minutes or whatever, or, or even 50 minutes, just come in to play, play um, and get his fitness up. But uh, I wouldn't risk him if it's still like nil nil or whatever. Even if he can have an impact, I'm just scared that something's going to happen, to be honest. Like if someone's been out for that long, uh, having an injury and an operation and all that kind of stuff, I'd just be like, he needs to be 100% if we're going to risk him at this stage yeah. of the season when we have nothing really to play for, to be honest. If we, were in, if we were still in the Champions League or we were playing for the title, yes, then, you know, if he can come in to have an impact because he has, he's the kind of player, I would understand that decision. But at this time when there's nothing really to play for, there's no uh, idea or, you know, there's no... Um, there's no, there's, 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 we don't have to risk him because of the, the sake of it. I just want him to play if he's 100% fit. Yeah, and what what an option to have! Like he's been out for so long, and it's I forgot. Sometimes I forget he plays for Liverpool. He's been out that long, but like I said, if, if Jota Jota's on the bench, you've got Diaz on the bench. Like imagine bringing on Jota and Diaz with like I don't know thirty to go. Like that's yeah, exactly. For Gakpo and Nunes, like that is like that'd scare any defense. Maybe maybe not as much as recently with the way Liverpool are playing, but there's no doubt in Diaz can. He was our creative force since he's since he's came in like you give him the ball he'll make something happen because he can run with it he yeah. can shoot he energy can beat aggressive energy. fucking good yeah. with the ball you know runs all the time never stops everything that's we what miss. we need as well yeah everything yeah. everything we're missing so um yeah it'd be nice to have him back on the bench back in the Liverpool team after how long? I don't even know how long he's been out for. Is it like five months or something like that? Which is I can't, I can't remember when, wasn't it when we played Arsenal the last Arsenal. time yeah yeah so uh, I, think that was I can't remember when that was. Yeah, October. Yeah, like that. yeah. So yeah, five five months. Fucking hell. 
or six months. Jesus Christ, a long, a long, long time. It, it was like even long... before I came over to England in November, and now you've been in Sweden since then, and, and now I'm soon coming over, and hopefully he plays then. So it's a lot, yeah, it's a long time. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's hope he stays, he comes back, and it's all fine, and then we can watch him live for um, a couple of games at Anfield. That yeah. would be nice. Score, score a few against Fulham and Brentford. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be absolutely lovely, that. Um, yeah. But yeah, let's leave it there then, because we've, we've done. The Arsenal game. The Arsenal game required a long discussion because there's a lot of stuff to cover. Um, yeah. But we'll but we'll leave it there. So let's hope the Reds can can go on Monday night. It still feels like a long way away. Six more days till till that till that comes. But hopefully Liverpool have got enough time. Like you said, there's not nothing else to play for. But just keep training, keep keep the performances high in training, and then hopefully turn up at Leeds on Monday and, and put in a performance that. He said that we can just defrost that frozen feeling from the second yeah. half. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sprinkle it, sprinkle it on. I mean, <laughs> it's not, it's not going to happen, but we can, we can, we can hope. <laughs> we can hope, lad. Um, yeah. But we, yeah, we, nice we're one. always staying positive. We're always staying positive. Yeah, That's yeah. the thing. Like we, we just have to. Otherwise, the life will be miserable. Yeah, exactly. What's the point? <laughs> right, lad. We'll get out of here. Nice one, everyone, for listening. As always, if you haven't uh, headed over to Jack Design yet, then. Please do, Jack's um, got like a little partnership with Jack. If you, if you enter the code COPI10, you can get yourself 10%, 10% off any of his stuff. So it's jackdesign.uk forward slash shop. Um, when we did the live show, we had some good giveaways and stuff, which everyone everyone was loving. Some badges and uh, prints, mugs, um, T-shirts, all kinds. So if you go over there, have a look, enter the code COPI10, get yourself 10% off. Um, if you're in the market for stuff, then... Go and use him instead because he's a good lad and it helps us out as well. Um, but yeah, nice one. We'll leave it there. Nice one, everyone, as always. Appreciate always the support. Nice one, Christian, once again. And yeah, up the Reds. Let's hope we can go uh, Monday night and do the business. Nice one. See you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.